welcome to Unveiled. This is your host, Abu Amir. Thank you guys for joining in. This is the first episode of this podcast. I'd like to thank you for joining and hopefully gain your continued support. I'd also like to thank those who uh, personally know me, who encourage me to launch this endeavor. Um, tonight we're going to be dealing with uh, BLM, uh, BLM, the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, I specifically chose the acronyms um, to title off the episode for a specific reason, um, because, uh, in my opinion, I feel as though the uh, acronym, the movement, has. Uh, uh, somewhat become part of pop culture um, because now it has become a thing that is trending that is uh, the new wave um, uh, it's, 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 it's the thing to do now to scream uh, black lives matter to uh, throw the t-shirts on throw the headbands on the arm sleeves uh, uh, bracelets the I can't breathe shirts, the say their name shirts. It's and the reason why I say it's become pop culture. I mean, uh, now everyone, everyone, every company, every corporation are making commercials and they're reaching out, and all of a sudden to them now because of the everything that happened in the wake of George Floyd's murder. Um, Seeing the outcry from the people, from human beings, black, white, Latino, Oriental, uh, Indian, um, the outcry worldwide, um, naturally, naturally, especially in this Facebook uh, world that we live in where uh, everything that's going on in the world is available at the... uh, Press up a button on the phone and sharing it. And hey, something that happened in uh, um, small town Arkansas can be broadcasted around the world, or something that happened in Minneapolis, Minnesota that was so tragic can be broadcasted throughout the world so easily. So, an outcry of uh, human support um, caused the movement, a movement that was started uh, July 13th, 2013, uh, a movement that was really kind of uh, deorganized uh, initially, 16 different chapters initially throughout the United States and Canada. You know, there's uh, activists uh, all over in uh, some of the major major urban cities like D.C., New York, Detroit, Atlanta, Los Angeles, uh, Toronto, you know, to name a few um, chapters were launched off. And uh, now here we have it. Um, Some seven years later, the movement has um, become a worldwide phenomenon 
a worldwide phenomenon. And the reason why I say, you know, it's become a part of pop culture. I mean, even on uh, for you PlayStation and Xbox players, um, you can go on 2K and the players, you can dress your players up with hoodies and T-shirts and headbands and arm sleeves on Black Lives Matter and say their names and I can't breathe on them. I mean, you can't get no more pop culture than that. Uh, so, you know, and they're running uh, Black Lives Matter commercials. Uh, Mark Cuban and out at the march and protest with his mask on and so forth and so on. Um, uh, the artist, rap artist in Thrones, uh, took to the studios, took to the studios to... Uh, allow their voices to be heard uh some if, if you listen to them you can tell it's, you know it's something the label produced you know what i'm saying um uh, a few artists uh such as uh, uh meek mill and little baby and you can listen to the content of their lyrics and you can tell that they were heartfelt and these were individuals who uh you know who've uh lived through the struggle you see what i'm saying uh in my opinion little baby's uh song is probably uh number one on all of the tracks that were dropped uh the little brother gained a uh great amount of respect for me in listening to uh his uh, poetry, because nonetheless, that's exactly what it is. Um, but to the subject matter, um, with everything being pop culture and uh, the new wave, uh, you know, after seven years of the movement being started, uh, do black lives really and truly matter in America here today in 2020 in the United States of America um, and let me <clears throat> give you my opinion and I'm going to open uh, the discussion up for uh, comments and uh, some feedback so please don't hesitate to uh Leave a message on the link on Anchor, and um, I will definitely uh, feature you on episode two and uh, allow your voice to be heard. That's one thing that's going to be uh, a mainstay on Unveiled, so you don't have to just listen to me from my mouth. Um, but my opinion about the question do black lives matter in 2020 today to anyone other than black folks is no no they don't matter to anyone other than black folks even here in 2020 and now let me take you uh on a journey as to why this is my perception about the matter um 
initially when this uh, country was started and they saw that they were going to need uh, a workforce to help the uh, colonies uh, even begin to thrive. Uh, they begin to indulge in the slave trade and um, thus began the mid-Atlantic uh, journey. And buying from the Spanish uh, became something that was uh, too much of a burden. So uh, the colony started launching their own ships and uh, bringing more and more slaves over and establishing their own slave trade amongst themselves. And the mindset that you have to understand, and this is what I'm, I'm getting to, is the mindset is that the... Um, quote-unquote Negro, uh, as, as uh, the United States has given, or the uh, Caucasian has given um, a black man, uh, the Negro was nothing more in the mindset of these American colonists but a uh, beast of burden. A, um, a slave was nothing more than cattle. He was property to be traded, uh, used as saw fit, and make profit off of. Um, this was the mindset. And unapologetically, I, 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 I state this because when you get down to it, this was the mindset. Um, the Negro was... A capitalist supply. So, years pass, years pass, and the South thrived. The South thrived. The South thrived because of the resources. The resources and being that they had the workforce. Now, don't, don't get it a twisted that... Um, the because the union uh used slavery as an issue during the civil war that the union the northern states was uh completely against slavery um, you have to understand that the united states uh the the mainstay of the government thrived and survived uh in the north and um you know new england and um in the early years of the 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 nation and they had slaves your founding fathers Benjamin Franklin um, George Washington uh, Hamilton uh, Adams you know they um, they were slave owners so when the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, the preamble of the Constitution, were written and so eloquently written by uh, uh, Mr. Franklin. He wrote those words uh, not including the Negro. The Negro was not considered to be a man. So the words that he wrote were um, contradictory. Um, 
to how he lived his life and his thoughts. Um, the Civil War. The Civil War. The issue with the Civil War was that it was never about slavery. Slavery was an great a great propaganda tool making the war about a righteous cause it was a great propaganda tool but it was never about slavery the north could care less whether or not if the southern states owned slaves or not the thing was is that the northern states the union wanted to regulate the industries of the south the cotton industry and cane industry and the farm industries that thrived in the south and that was the issue it was all about capitalism it was about money nothing more nothing less uh not only were the southern plantation owners making money off of their resources and their crops but they were making money hand over hand off of slaves uh, amongst themselves so there was never an issue with slavery the southern states seceded from the north because the northern states wanted to regulate their industries wanting to heavily tax their farms and their plantations own their land and that was just something that they weren't going for now, the Emancipation Proclamation was a great tool that um, the Lincoln administration concocted and used to promote and further uh, instigate the, uh, the um, propaganda that this war is about slavery. And they used the Emancipation Proclamation to uh, entice uh, a force in the South to rise up. And, and, and the proclamation didn't free slaves. What it did was any slave who could procure their own freedom, who could escape from their masters, who could uh, make it to the North then and only then would they be free slaves or freemen excuse me only then would they become freemen um, but even after that after the war uh, you still have the slave, uh, the slave fugitive act where uh, after the north even won slaves if 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 the slave owner could prove that someone was their property, had to be returned. Now, this is the start of bounty hunters and your modern-day police force. This is the mentality of the modern-day police force. You understand? This is the background for the mentality. And we look at with the police brutality and things of that nature. Um... But even after the war, with the Slave Fugitive Act, slaves were freemen, 
I'm going to call them exactly what the proclamation said that they were supposed to be. Freemen were, were returned to their former masters if their masters could prove that they owned them. So the proclamation really truly held no weight whatsoever. And then uh, the birth of the 13th Amendment, uh, um, slavery is hereby abolished on the continent of the United States and territories thereof unless the individual commits felony against person or state, meaning that um, the servitude or the enslavement becomes a voluntary act because you have broken the laws of the land. And that gave birth to the Jim Crow laws. That gave birth to the Jim Crow laws. The uh, the the laws that uh, the Southern states and and, and lawmakers uh, just concocted out of their heads anything that would allow them to arrest uh, a a free man because the Thirteenth Amendment made the blacks free, uh, but yet still not recognized as a whole human being and we'll deal with that in a minute when we get to touching bases with the three-fourths the three-fifths act um but the 13th amendment gave birth to the jim crow laws and they started uh for whistling it was a felony and would lock a brother up for whistling. If he was just whistling Dixie to himself or whistling whatever uh, hymnal to himself, and lock him up and send him off to the penitentiaries. The penitentiaries that the majority of them in the South were former uh, Confederate strongholds or former plantation houses. Um, I give you four pillars. One here in Tennessee, uh, what you call it, West High, Lauderdale County. One, for example. And so slavery became an industrial thing. You send them to the workhouse to work the land. It's free labor. So all the 13th Amendment really did was uh, kind of uh, destroy the color lines of slavery and really uh, made it about money. Uh, slavery became green, uh, in, incorporating people in, into industrial uh, endowment uh, with debt and so forth and so forth and so on. And that's a topic for a whole nother discussion. But, um, well, like I was saying, and the birth of the Jim Crow laws uh, uh, caused an, um, an uproar amongst Negroes, and uh, trying to vote was something that uh, they didn't want to give the Negro because they didn't want to recognize the Negro as a man, period. And so the Three-Fifths Act uh, came into play. And this is some, This is a concept that just really, uh, in my opinion, is just so ludicrous and so idiotic, idiotic or if that's even a word. <laughs> it's just the idiotic concept that, that someone is three-fifths of a man. 
So it takes five, every three out of five Negroes counted as one. Uh, like the three-fifths thing just doesn't even make sense. What are you trying to say that, that I'm not complete, I'm a complete human being? And even though I uh, stand before you with um, the same features, same organs, same extremities, uh, breathing the same air, and if you cut both of us, our blood both bled the same. Uh, you know, it just didn't make sense. So the mindset of America is that the Negro was not even human. He wasn't a man. He was a lesser thing, a lesser being. And then we get into the Civil Rights Movement, spearheaded by the SCLC. Um, The Southern Christian Leadership Conference, whose president uh, during the movement was Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And there were other prominent uh, black leaders, such as Jesse Jackson, Dr. Ralph Abernathy, um, to name a few. But we get to the 50s and 60s and the Civil Rights Movement because segregation was law in the United States. Fine, if we have to recognize him as a man, then we'll recognize him as something separate from us, and he can't do the things that we do. Uh, He can't drink from the water fountains we drink from, use the same uh, restrooms that we use. Um, He can't eat in the same part of the restaurant as we do. Can't swim in the same pools that we do. God forbid a black man got into a white pool. They drain it as if being black was a disease. You understand what I'm saying? See, you would have to uh, talk to some of you whose parents who grew up in the 50s and 60s. You'd have to talk to them and and, and, uh, really sit down and talk and let them tell you about the stories of the things that they went through um, to really get a good idea. Uh, Television and things of that nature and just don't do it. You have to talk to someone who experienced it, who lived through it. You see what I'm saying? Um, to really uh, grasp the essence of it. And I say this to people all the time. If you really want to understand the true essence of something, you have to know the history of it. So this is why I'm dealing with uh, taking you through a journey of uh, a little bit of the history of the mindset of, of, of America, the United States of America. But uh, the movement, uh, the civil rights movement, uh, really and truly, uh, I guess you could say that the the mission statement, the the true essence of the miss, the true essence of the mission statement of the civil rights movement is the name of the movement we're dealing with here in 2020. It was that Black Lives Matter. That black lives were just as equal as anyone else. Now, I understand that uh, the civil rights movement that was spearheaded by the SCLC, they were looking for policy changes and um, to end desegregation against the Negro in the South. And the Black Lives Matter movement of today is to uh, uh, end police brutality. Uh, 
against blacks and a few other uh, policy changes that would uh, uh, cure as what they see as black liberation. Um, and this is why I say that we don't we don't truly matter that black lives don't truly matter in 2020 because if the uh, mission of the civil rights movement was truly met and uh, justice and equality for all folks for all people as um, brother Martin uh, so eloquently spoke in his speech you know uh, we wouldn't have the need for a Black Lives Matter movement the Black Lives Matter movement wouldn't exist it wouldn't have to exist you see somewhere down the line um, after the civil rights movement 20 years later um, they came with um, the in the 80s, they came, some 20-some years later, they came with uh, what they called uh, affirmative action. Um, now, forcing uh, institutions and businesses to uh, uh, have a certain quota of minorities that they had to hire. Now, they had to hire them, but they also got bonuses and incentives for uh, meeting these quotas as well from the government. And, and um but nonetheless all of this avail uh as they slowly changed uh life for black folks more things became open on after affirmative action because we were able to go to the universities and get uh degrees from these accredited schools and and, and um you know, they had to give us certain jobs in the workplaces and allow us to get uh, certain positions in, in the workplace. Uh, credit became uh, more available and the housing zone started changing. Uh, and that's another subject we could deal with. Uh, but the housing zone started changing and we were able to now start moving out to the quote unquote white folks neighborhoods. The white folk part of town. Stay out where the white folks stay. And, you know, uh, we was, uh, you know, we was doing more than keeping up with the Joneses. We was trying to keep up with the, uh, with the Stevens. <laughs> you know, uh, the Edinburghs, you know, we was trying to keep up with them. We weren't satisfied with keeping up with the Joneses. You know, the Joneses had the same things we had, uh, we trying to do better, and, and and it was becoming available. You know, uh, they opened things up for the sisters. You know, uh, to make them more independent of the brothers. Uh, you know, uh, all of the initiatives that took place under under uh, uh, old crooked bill uh, and uh, school to prison pipeline. Uh, and a whole concept started to begin and making the sisters dependent on the welfare system well not necessarily dependent but uh, uh, inspire to grab welfare you know to uh, to take that free ride until you can do better 
You see what I'm saying? Uh, give it to you, but you got to get rid of him. You know, he can't stay here in this public housing with you. Um, you know, you can't get this if he's making this much money and he, and he is taking care of his kids. You know, uh, uh, we we just don't want the black family to thrive. Because if, if, if the black family thrives and learns how to become uh, uh, united and black families become united and black communities become united, and then uh, you have yourself another black Wall Street that you have to destroy again. Because uh, once we start to thrive economically and... Um, putting our daughters back into our communities and into ourselves, then that's true power here in this country. So um, black lives didn't really matter through the 80s and 90s uh, as as, uh, more of our athletes started to become richer and more of our Actors and actresses started to become more uh, popular, and the top-paid uh, individuals in, in, in Hollywood, and uh, so forth and so on, even up to the point where we uh, even got ourselves a black president. It wasn't that black lives mattered; black lives became profitable. So let's uh, allow them to thrive, some of them to thrive, some, and allow the others to, um, same old Willie Lynch syndrome put into effect. Allow some to thrive more than others and allow those who have less to envy and, and, and hate those who do. But give the motivation to push for it. It allowed them to market individuals such as Jordan and exploit us for our dollars, paying three hundred dollars for a pair of shoes. It allowed them to market uh, uh, Will Smith, and we run to the theaters to uh, go see Men in Black and and. Bad boys for different times, for different movies. And we ran to the theaters for it. It allowed, uh, it allowed them to take our clothing and our culture and uh the things that we were proud of and marketed. And so black lives became marketable. And I know I'm kind of rambling a little bit, so to get back to my point before I get ready to end this segment and open the door for a discussion uh, before episode, uh, part two of episode one. But it allowed... Affirmative action opened the door for black lives to become marketable. And 
but never did they really matter. The achievements of the civil rights movement, um, the bill itself had to be re-signed because it had an expiration date. So it didn't, it wasn't that Black Lives Matter then. It was just get the 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 agenda out of the way and off the table, stop the riots that were going on then. Just like now. Let's get the agenda off the table. Stop the riots that's going on. And they've passed this police reform bill. The whole system needs reform. It isn't about the police. The police is at the bottom of the totem pole. The system is corrupt from the police all the way up through the the whole justice system. Is 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 crooked. It's tainted. It's a capitalist industry that makes its profit off of black bodies in the jails and in the prisons it's industrial slavery so again here right here in 2020 no black lives do not matter to anyone other than black folks in the United States of America and that's my opinion on the matter unveiled and uncut so tell me how you feel about it You guys are more than welcome to join the discussion. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate you listening. I hope you guys join me for part two. So listen, I want you guys to join the discussion. I want you to go on to my page and leave a message. Um, Tell me, what's your opinion about whether or not if black lives really truly matter here in 2020 today? Uh, You can join the discussion at anchor.fm backslash abu-amir dash williams backslash message that's anchor.fm backslash abu abu dash amir a-m-i-r dash williams backslash message leave your messages or comments and i'll add some to the the discussion and i'll be glad to um, also give a little feedback uh, if you have any questions as well Thank you again for joining, and I hope to continue to have you guys continue support. Um, again, this is Unveiled with your host, Abu Amir.